Hey Beacon Church, welcome to the Beacon Church online worship experience. I am delighted you've joined us today. If you are watching from home at a watch party, why don't you let us know in the in the chat box where you're watching from, who you're watching with. Um, we are so delighted that throughout the month of August we can take time to connect with each other, do life with each other. Hope you're at somebody's house and you've got plans for lunch after this in case this is the very first time you've joined us and you're wondering what's going on throughout the month of August on Sundays, we take time to meet in each other's houses, do online church. We'll be back, of course, all of us together in our building the first Sunday in September. And we're so looking forward to that. But uh, thank you so much for taking time to be here today. And uh, every Sunday we take time to read from the Bible and allow it to speak to our hearts. Remember, if you are new, let us know in the chat box. If you like prayer at any point, there is a prayer button that you can press and click and receive prayer. And uh, if you'd like to follow in the Bible, there's a Bible tab that's open next to the chat box as well. You can turn or on or off the subtitles on this video in case you'd like to follow that. And also the podcast of today's talk will be up on our, on our website for you to share with somebody else or for you to listen again as well. We're in the middle of a series called um, Impossible is Nothing and uh, basically looking at four times in the Bible where we look at the phrase, nothing is impossible for our God. Is anything impossible for our God? And, and four times that question was asked or that statement was made. And uh, we're taking time each week to look at those statements. Last week, we looked at how God made that statement to Abraham. And today, uh, we're looking at how that statement was made to Jeremiah. And uh, in case you missed last week, don't worry, each of these messages are standalone messages in itself. And so you will be able to follow today as well. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to pray. I'm going to read the Bible. I'm going to pray and then allow these words to speak to, to our hearts. So I'm going to read from Jeremiah chapter 32, starting from verse 26 all the way to 44. So it's quite a chunk of the Bible. Please bear with me as I read this. And I hope this will speak to your heart. This is what the Bible says in Jeremiah chapter 32, verse 26 onwards. Then the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah, I am the Lord, the God of mankind. Is anything impossible for me? Is anything difficult for me? Is anything too hard for me? Therefore, this is what the Lord says. I'm about to give the city into the hands of the Babylonians and to Nebuchadnezzar, king of the Babylon, who will capture it. The Babylonians who are attacking the city will come in and set it on fire. They will burn it down along with the houses where the people aroused my anger by burning incense on the roofs to Baal and by pouring out drink offerings to other gods. The people of Israel and Judah have done nothing but evil in my sight from their youth. Indeed, the people of Israel have done nothing but aroused my anger with what their hands have made, declares the Lord. From the day it was built until now, this city has so aroused my anger and wrath that I must remove it from my sight. The people of Israel and Judah have provoked me by all the evil they have done. They, their kings, and their officials, their priests and prophets, the people of Judah and those living in Jerusalem. They turned their backs to me and not their faces. 
Though I taught them again and again, they would not listen or respond to discipline. They set up their vile images in their houses that bear my name and defiled it. They built high places for Baal in the valley of Ben-Hinnom to sacrifice their sons and daughters to Molech, though I never commanded nor did it enter my mind that they should do such a detestable thing and so make Judah sin. You are saying about the city by the sword and famine and plague, it will be given into the hands of the king of Babylon. But this is what the Lord God of Israel says. I will surely gather them from all the lands where I banished them in my furious anger and great wrath. I will bring them back to this place and let them live in safety. They will be my people and I will be their God. I will give them singleness of heart and action so that they will always fear me and that all will then go well for them and for their children after them. I will make an everlasting covenant with them. I will never stop doing good to them and I will inspire them to fear me so that they will never turn away from me. I will rejoice in doing good uh, doing them good and will assuredly plant them in this land with all my heart and soul. This is what the Lord says, as I have brought all this great com calamity on this people, so I will give them all the prosperity I have promised them. Once more, fields will be bought in this land of which you say it is a desolate waste without people or animals, for it has been given into the hands of the Babylonians. Fields will be bought for silver and deeds will be signed, sealed and witnessed in the territory of Benjamin, in the villages around Jerusalem, in the towns of Judah, in the towns of the hill country of the western foothills of the Negev, because I will restore their fortunes, declares the Lord. I know that's quite a bit of the chunk of the Bible, but let's pray. And I want to invite you to just open your heart, be willing to hear what God has to say. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your word. We pray that our hearts are open and Holy Spirit speak to our hearts today in the name of Jesus. Amen. As I said, we're in the middle of a series called Impossible is Nothing. The word impossible sometimes can look big and daunting, but in the eyes of God, it's nothing. And there are four times in the Bible God says that or asks the question. The first time was to Abraham that we looked at last time when God spoke to a lady who was quite old and said, you're going to have a child. And she didn't even have the faith for it. But impossible is nothing. The second occurrence of this phrase in the Bible is when God is speaking to the prophet Jeremiah. And today I want to talk to you about the blessings of the new covenant because the second time the phrase Nothing is too difficult for our God. Nothing is too impossible for our God. It, is, it occurs when God is talking to Jeremiah and is introducing to him the new covenant. What's the new covenant? Well, in the old covenant, God and people, um, the basis of their relationship was the law. It was a set of rules and regulations, what you could do and couldn't do and what you did do and didn't do and how you ought to behave, how you ought to think, how you ought to speak, how you ought to live. And these demands and expectations were placed on people in the expectation or the hope that by following those laws, you could have a relationship with God. Well, that experiment proved that we can't, we can't keep any of those laws to have a relationship with God. So God says, listen, this is the devastation that is wrecked. The Lord is in work. But I want to establish with you people, the people of the earth, an eternal everlasting covenant. And, and the, the, the statement is anything too difficult for our God. The second time it occurs in the Bible is within the context of the new covenant. 
So I love that because we are followers of the new covenant. We're not people who believe that we approach God through our works or our hard works or trying hard or keeping rules and regulations. We approach God because Jesus loves us. He died on the cross. The blood of Jesus Christ was shed. And anybody, any man, woman, boy, child, um, puts their faith, a girl, puts their trust in Jesus Christ, has the opportunity to say yes to Jesus. So let's look at this statement. Is anything too impossible for God? Why did God mention that again to Jeremiah when he was explaining the new covenant. So I've got six things I want to say today and I'll go through them and I want you to open your heart and receive these six things as promises. First, what we see in this chapter is this, the law is terrible and the consequences of breaking the law are terrible. However, the grace and the love of God accomplished what the law couldn't. The grace and the love of God accomplished what the law couldn't. Hey, you may be listening to me today and you may be trying your level best, striving, uh, trying to keep up to God's standards, trying to make sure you don't make a mistake, trying to make sure you live a good life. And it can be exhausting because every time the basis of your faith is the law, every time you break the law, the consequences are terrible. You think, man, if only I can give up, live up to God's standards so I can receive his protection. If only I can live up to God's standards so I can receive his healing. If only I can live up to God's standards so I can receive his provision. And when you find that you can't live up to it, what happens if that's the basis of your faith when those are the consequences you end up receiving? You end up receiving a trouble or you end up receiving the curse or you end up receiving all sorts of things because if the law is not followed, what happens? Curses follow. But I don't want to live like that. It was proven that it is impossible to live like that. So God, who was rich in mercy, sent his son and he took upon our, on himself the sins of the entire world. The Bible says cursed is anyone that hangs on a tree. He became a curse for us. He became the fulfillment of the law for us. And what the law could not do, the grace of God did. What the law could not achieve the love of God did what the law could not do in the human heart the love of Jesus Christ through the shed blood of Jesus Christ achieved it why is this statement mentioned here the statement is mentioned here because it is impossible for any man boy woman or girl to please God through striving through hard works through good deeds through keeping the law impossible but when it is impossible, God steps in and says, hey, impossible is nothing. It is not a big word for me. Let me introduce a possibility. Where? How? How can we keep the law? How can we connect with God? How can we enjoy the blessings of God if we don't keep the law? God introduces a concept. And what is that concept? Not another law. No, this time he introduces a person, his own son in Jesus Christ, who gave up his life for us and loved us to the very end and shed his blood for us.
us the love of God did accomplish way more than what the law of God did and when you and I come to God today maybe you are feeling the stress of the law the strain of the law the pressure of the law the curse of the law the consequence of the law it is written it is written it is written you shall not you shall you shall not and you are trying your level best to live for God but you are failing again and again what does failure bring failure brings shame and what does shame bring shame is fuel for more failure and so the cycle continues but I want to say to you if you find yourself defeated discouraged demoralized because your best attempts are not good enough to walk in the enjoyment of the blessings of God there is an announcement God wants to make over your life is anything impossible for God the love of God can accomplish way more than the written law that codified the uh, the, 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 the behavioral patterns that were expected from the human race is anything too difficult for God. If you are at home and you are grateful for Jesus, why don't you clap your hands right now, raise a shout of praise and say, Jesus, thank you, thank you, hallelujah. Thank you for the cross of Jesus Christ. Thank you for the love of God. Thank you that you did the impossible in me, for me and as me. Verse 37 of chapter 32 in Jeremiah says these words. I will surely gather them from all the lands where I banished them in my furious anger and great wrath. And I will bring them back to this place and let them live in safety. You see, my friends, when you apply the law, it produces unrest. It produces a, a sort of scattering. But where the law produces unrest, instability, insecurity, God leads us to rest. Maybe you're listening to me today and you feel like, man, why do I feel so unstable? Why does it, everything under my feet feel like it's moving? Why do I feel such instability in my life? How, why is it that in the, on the inside I feel so insecure? Why is it that I'm not at rest? I can't seem to sleep well. And even when I go to sleep, my mind is consumed with thoughts and I'm not resting. And because I'm not resting, I wake up in the morning and I am tired. My friends, it could be possible. What are the possibilities? or one of the explanations of why it is the way it is. Could it be possible that it is because you are living under the law and if you find yourself that way and say, man, I know this is true, but I have no idea how to escape from it. I don't know what the solution is. Hey, God wants to say this word over your life. Is anything too difficult for me, says the Lord. Is anything impossible for me, says the Lord. Where the law produced unrest, the grace of God produced rest. Where the law produced scattering, the love of God produced gathering. Where the love, where the law of God produced fractions, the grace of God produced unity. I declare over our church, we will be a united church. I declare over your family, you will be a united family. 
I will declare over yourself, your emotions, you will be at one and at peace with your heart and you will be at harmony with your body and emotions, not through some sort of magic, but because of the rest that God provides to any person that can put their faith in Jesus Christ. You might think this is impossible. And if you're thinking that way, yes, you're right. It is impossible. But for my God, impossible is nothing. Nothing is impossible for my God. And if you will simply trust and believe today, the rest of God is promised for those of you who are saying, I feel insecure. I feel burdened. I feel I've scattered today. May you receive right now the peace of God right now. I feel even right now, some of you listening feel so scattered on the inside and you say, man, I, I feel lost. I don't, e I don't even know where I am. I feel lost today. God wants you to know nothing is impossible for him. Receive his rest and his peace right now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Give Jesus a clap offering, a shout of praise to say, thank you, Lord, for the rest that the love of God produces. Verse 38 of chapter 32 says this, they will be my people and I will be their God. They will be my people and I will be their God. You see, the law produces isolation, but the love of God gave us adoption. Let me say that again. The law produces isolation, but the grace of God, the love of God, the gift of God to us in Christ Jesus gave us adoption. You may be listening to me today and you may feel isolated, alone, lonely. You may, you may have hundreds of friends on social media. Your, your phone uh, may be filled with texts of people texting you and messaging you. You, you may have friends that you've, you're speaking to on a weekly, monthly basis, or you may have no one to reach out to. Whoever you are, perhaps you're sitting there thinking, man, I feel so isolated. I feel so alone. I feel so, I feel empty. I feel, I feel I'm, I'm done. I feel I'm, I'm done. Listen to me. The Bible says these words, behold, what manner of love the father has given unto us that we should be called the children of God. This is what the Bible says to everyone who believed him, to everyone who received him. He gave them power to become children of God. Perhaps you're listening to me today and you're looking at your isolation, your loneliness and saying, this has lived with me a long time. Perhaps the reason for it, perhaps the reason for it. I'm not saying it is, but could it be possible that the reason for it is maybe because you're under the influence of the law. You're trying to relate to God by your works, by trying to live up to standards that you can't. Because if you do that, it'll produce isolation. But God wants to come alongside you, throw his arms around you, embrace you and say, my child, you're mine. You're never alone. I will never leave you. I'll never forsake you. You're saying it's impossible for me to overcome my loneliness. Impossible is nothing. 
Nothing is too difficult, too impossible for God. Today, in the name of Jesus, receive the love of God. The assurance that you are adopted into his family and that you are his child. On a practical note, if that's you, will you reach out to us as a church? Connect with us on our website or social media pages. We would love to make sure that we are surrounding you with prayer and with community. So you're not feeling isolated because we are your brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus. Verse 39 of chapter 32 says this. I will give them singleness of heart and action so that they will always fear me and that all will then go well for them and for their children after them. You see, the law produces demands and expects us to live right. But God supplies grace to empower us to live right. The grace of God is not licensed for you to live however you want. The, 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 the grace of God is, is not God saying, hey, do whatever you want. It's fine. It's, the laws are gone. The expectations are gone. No. However, the demand to live right is gone. The demand has been replaced with empowerment. Empowerment means God is saying, I will give you the power to live right. I will give you the grace to live right. I will give you the capacity to live right. I will give you the strength to live right. That the Jeremiah, God says to Jeremiah, nothing is too difficult for me. Nothing is too impossible for me. I will give them singleness of heart to fear my name. In other words, God will do a work on the inside so that your actions on the outside are impacted. The law demands actions on the outside while giving no power on the inside. And so you're trying to do it. Follow God. Get baptized. Read your Bible. Pray. Bring a tithe. Bring an offering. You're finding it so difficult. Why? Because his expectation is on you. And you're trying to live up to that expectation. I want to break that lie off you. Every person that says it's too difficult. I can't do it. The reason you're saying that is because you're looking at your own strength. And you're saying it's impossible. I've tried to obey. I've tried to live a life that I, I, I know there are some choices I need to make. And I just can't seem to make them. Maybe you're listening to me today and saying it's impossible. I know there are one or two things I need to do. But it's impossible for me to do it. Today I declare over your life. Impossible is nothing. Nothing is impossible for God. Today in Jesus name. Receive the grace of God. The empowerment of God. To make the right choices. You will. You can make the right choices. By the grace of God. That is working on the inside of you. Verse 39. Talks about not just the empowerment. It says. They will always fear me. And that all will then go well for them. And for their children after them. See, the law makes us fearful of the future. But God's love gives us assurances about the future. Well, you don't need to look far to know that we live in a crazy world. 
if you're a parent, maybe you're looking at the future of your children and thinking, man, they're growing up in a crazy world. God speaks to Jeremiah and says, is anything too difficult for me? Is anything impossible for me? I'm going to make sure that your future, it's going to go well for you. <laughs> Some of you are listening to that and saying, man, I, I can't even believe that. Maybe you're a parent and you've tuned in today and you are worried about the future of your children. God's promise to you today is this. It will go well with your children. You're saying, how? That's impossible. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. There's only four times God has said, is anything too impossible for me, too difficult for me? And one of the times is in this context, the context of the new covenant, when you come to Jesus Christ, we understand that on the cross of Jesus Christ, Jesus shed his blood, was died, was buried, and he's risen again. God wants to say to you, your future is going to be okay, and the future of your children is going to be okay. Listen to me again. You're saying impossible, but God wants you to hear these words. Your future is going to be okay, and the future of your children is going to be okay. If you are a parent right now, why don't you give Jesus a praise, a clap, a shout, a hallelujah, because you know that the future of your children is going to be okay. It might look impossible, but God wants to ask the question of stating to Jeremiah, nothing is too impossible for me. And lastly, verse 40 to 44 talks about how God is going to bring an everlasting covenant. Listen to these words. I will make an everlasting covenant with them. I will never stop doing good to them. I will inspire them to fear me so that they will never turn away from me. In other words, consistency. This is not just going to be a one-off. God will make sure it's consistent. The law brings inconsistency. On your best day, you feel good. On your worst day, you feel rubbish. So where the law produced inconsistency the grace of God comes to produce consistency maybe you're worried today and you're looking at your future and going man do you know what this is all well and good but I seem to be up here as a Christian one day down here the next day and I'm just up and could it be possible what you're feeling is the effects of the law God wants you to know this my friend you're looking at your consistency and saying it is impossible for me to be consistent. Hey, is anything too hard for the Lord? Where the law produced inconsistency, the grace of God comes to produce consistency. Today, that is somebody's promise that you need to claim and declare over your life right now, where it says in, in Jeremiah 32 and verse 40, I will inspire them to fear me so that they will never turn away from me. God will do such a work on the inside that you will be consistently following Jesus. Is anything too impossible for God? If you're grateful for the gift of God, the grace of God and the Holy Spirit, I'll cause you to walk consistently with God. Why don't you give him a shout of praise right now? Because God is going to be faithful to you. I have one more thing. It talks about all the calamity that the law brought. But it says in verse 42, I will give them all the prosperity that I once promised them. And it talks about land and buildings that they will own. You see, the law brings death and decay. 
but the blessing of God brings prosperity. You may be hearing me today and you're looking at your life and you may be struggling. I, I don't know, I wouldn't assume to know what it means to walk in your shoes. And I don't know how things are going to change and it may seem impossible right now. You may not even have the faith to see how is it going to turn around. God was speaking to some prisoners in Jeremiah 32 and they were prisoners and God was saying, hey, I'm going to give you land and real estate. You're going to live in your own houses. They were thinking they just couldn't be, they couldn't even understand how it was going to be. Maybe you're listening to me today and you have a dream about a business, owning your own home, getting married, whatever it is, but you can't even know, you have no idea how. And you're saying it's impossible. <laughs> Here's God's challenge for you. Is anything impossible for our God? The law brings death. But the blessing of God brings prosperity. If that is a promise for you, lift your hands. I want to speak a blessing in the name of Jesus. May you receive all the prosperity that God intends for your life. I don't know how it's going to come about, but may it come about in the name of Jesus. Friends, in the context of the new covenant, the gift of Jesus, God asks this question, is anything impossible for me? If this word was for you and something about today's word spoke to your heart, why don't you lift your hands? I'm going to pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, today I decree and I declare that we will walk in every new covenant blessing you have for us. Everything that Jesus paid for, everything that the death, the burial, the resurrection of Jesus Christ made possible, everything that the gift of the Holy Spirit made possible, everything that the gift of grace made possible, manifested in this season in Beacon Church in the name of Jesus. I command this church will grow and expand from the north, south, east and west. Men, women, boys and girls will give their life to Jesus, will come and be taught of the Lord and that our church will grow and rise and every individual will rise. Businesses will rise, marriages will rise, children will rise. Our future will be well well and the future of our children will be well in the name of Jesus you will accomplish it even if it seems impossible we declare nothing is too impossible for our God in Jesus name amen give him a shout of praise hey listen if you are here and uh, you're listening to me and you have never given your life to Jesus I want to give you an opportunity to say yes to Jesus Jesus loves you he died in your place was buried and risen again. The Bible says if anyone will believe in their heart that Jesus died and will confess with their mouth that Jesus was raised from the dead, then he will be, she will be given the opportunity to become a brand new creation, a child of God. If you would like to do that, you may not understand it, you may think this is impossible, but you feel some sort of faith in your heart to take that step. I'm gonna lead you in a simple prayer. If you can repeat those words after me, with simple faith in your heart, I believe you can make a decision today to see something impossible happen in your life, and that is to you as you becoming a child of God. So why don't you pray this prayer with me? Say, Jesus, I believe that you died and that you rose again. I receive your life and I give you mine. From today, I live in the impossible. In Jesus' name, amen. 
Hey, if you've made a decision to follow Jesus today, I believe it's the best decision you have ever made in your life. Please don't do life on your own. Reach out to us, connect with us. We'd love to help you take your next steps in God and introduce you to the wider family as well. Hey, if you've got children in a watch party right now, um, remember to stay back because Beacon Kids is on the way, but I'll see you next week. Invite your friends to these watch parties. Uh, remember, this is the second Sunday in August. We've got two more Sundays of watch parties. And then the first Sunday in September, we are all back in our building again. Thank you so much for joining us today. And I'll see you next week. God bless. Bye-bye.